Hello, this is Quintessential 2, and I'm back, and I'm going to talk a little bit about, I might do two shows in one um, podcast here. I might talk about both Real Housewives of Potomac as well as Love and Marriage Huntsville. Um, depending on how much time it takes, I might do both. So right now, I'm going to talk about Real Housewives of Potomac. Let's start off with that. So last week, you know, we had um, Ashley Sip and C, the ladies got a chance to meet baby Dean, and... The whole thing was supposed to be about Candace and Ashley and them having a talk and Candace apologizing to Ashley, which I did not agree needed to be forced upon. I felt like if Candace and Ashley, let's not excuse, Ashley was going back and forth with Candace. It was a two-way situation. All right. And so both parties should be apologizing to each other if they feel like they did something wrong. You know, because otherwise you can save the apologies. So Ashley and Candace, they meet up at a coffee shop and Candace gets there first. Then Ashley arrives and she has baby Dean with her. And you can see how, I guess, the seating in the place is a little close. And the, the it really isn't the the, like the, the the aisles were not wide enough for, you know, to be accommodating for uh strollers you know so you know you can see ashley's bumping at things she's having a hard time getting around but she does manage to sit down listen to what candace has to say and candace goes on and she does apologize for her part in their both their twitter beef and i guess you know when they were filming up the season prior the things that she said i was expecting Ashley to also apologize, but instead Ashley goes on and adds to it and says, well, you know, I was getting ready to have a baby and you said all these mean things to me. And it's like, Ashley, she just apologized. What is it that, you know, what are you getting ready to say in regards to your part? Because it wasn't like it was all just Candace, but she never did apologize. And I really believe that Candace was waiting for that apology. I think Candace was looking for that apology and it just didn't happen. Now, Candace didn't say anything, but I bet she was expecting it because I would have expected it and I would have said something. But, you know, Candace, at least as far as we know, Candace didn't say anything. And, you know, Ashley goes on 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 about, you know, whatever that Candace did. I didn't get that. I totally didn't understand where Ashley was going with this. But it seems as though Ashley is going to use this baby as her shield from the drama. Like she's going to try to use, I'm a new mom, I have my baby, and therefore I'm the good person this season. That's what I'm gathering from just the, the since, the, since we're on what, episode four now, I'm gathering this is what we're doing here with Ashley. Ashley wants to be the peacemaker. Ashley's a new mom. And so Ashley wants to be the one that, uh, I guess, be the one that's looked up to this season versus being in the mess, but that's not going to work, as we all know. Later on, Candace meets with Chris, okay? She meets with her husband, and they have a little, do a little picnic, which was really nice, and they're talking about the future. You know, they are newlyweds, and now they're talking about the future, and you know, Candace brings up, you know, I'm sure we both want children and a new home and all of that. And Chris was kind of like, didn't say anything about a new home, but he did mention starting a family with her, 
you know, I think, you know, Chris already has, I don't know, a couple of kids, I think. Well, he has children from a previous relationship. I know that already. But he still wants to start um, start fresh with Candace. He wants, you know, he wants um, a, a baby. You know, he's, he mentioned that on the, the previous episode, he mentioned how he wouldn't mind having a baby. And that would be great. And it's just the holdup is Candace, not him. And Candace... Candace, I don't think is ready to change the dynamics of their relationship. Okay, let's be honest. When you have a baby, it does change the relationship structure and the focus because now you are, you have to take into consideration the baby. You know, the focus is now on the baby. And there's a lot, you know, that the, you know, what you used to do as, you know, by yourself as a couple, you can be more spontaneous. You can do things together and not worry about a babysitter or a Danny or anything like that. You can, it's just the focus on the two of you. But when you have the baby, you got to add a different perspective here. You got a new person and that does change dynamics. And I don't think that Candace is ready to make that change just yet. I think Candace is content right now with the two of them and her focus is on a getting a new home. She wants, you know, a house. You know, she's I think she's done with the with the town home that she's in and she's ready to move forward with something bigger. You know, she's looking for a home. I don't see a problem with that, you know, but I don't think Chris is on that page just yet. That's the way it came across. So that's really all of that with Candace, Chris, and then Candace, Ashley. Now we have um, a different scene later on with Candace and Giselle, which seemed really forced on Giselle's part, her reaction. And the reason for this is, okay, so Candace has been talking with Wendy. Wendy is the new housewife on the show. Wendy loves to tell us all about her credentials, her degrees, and all this great stuff. So Wendy and Candace had met, and I guess had met previously for lunch or whatever, and Candace was giving her the lowdown on all the ladies. The only person that we heard in, you know, that showed us that she talked about was Giselle. She called Giselle as like a big monster or something like that, has this monster persona or something like that. And we don't know what she said about the other young lady, uh, the other ladies. I think she said Karen is kind of like a really cool person. I think she mentioned Karen, but that was it. And this was mentioned during uh, when Wendy and Wendy repeated this when she met with Robin. Robin and her, you know, did a play date with their boys. Robin's boys are a little bit older, not a lot, maybe a year or two older, but you know, they managed to play some football, have fun out there in the park, and they had this conversation about the group, what Wendy has seen thus far, what does she think? And Wendy just felt like, look, the gang up on Candace was wrong. She didn't care for that. Um, forcing this woman to apologize doesn't make any sense, which I was in complete agreement with Wendy. It didn't. And then she mentioned to Robin about what Candace said about Giselle. And so, of course, you know, Robin is going to tell Giselle. <laughs> it's like, naturally. And she does. And, you know, Giselle's like, Okay. Um, yeah, you know, Giselle was like, you know, put off by that, but 
you know, she didn't give a whole lot of reaction, but you can tell she was kind of like bothered or whatever. And then we get this whole singing telegram or singing invitation, a singing invite. And it was Karen's party. This guy is talking about coming, you're invited to Karen Grand Dame back in Potomac party, something like that. It was, you know, I would say this. I thought it was different. I thought it was silly as it was meant to be. But I can see Karen, you know, this was, I mean, I thought it was a little different for Karen. I would think Karen would be a little bit more um, doing like a, a mail, you know, I thought she would like get a nice fancy invitation and, and mail it to everyone and you RSVP. I thought she would do something like that. I wouldn't think that Karen would do this, but she did. I guess she wanted to just kind of be a little more laid back and it, it, it worked. But notice I said it was Karen's party. It didn't have anything to do with, with, uh, with Ray. Ray wasn't even a part of the invitation. You know, the guy only talked about Karen and her being back in the Potomac, not about Ray. And we're seeing this season that her and Ray are not on the same page. And Karen has brought this up. You know, Karen has said that, you know, Ray isn't used to seeing Karen in this particular business mode. Like Karen is working on her own business. She has the LaDon perfume and she's dedicating a lot of her time to the you know to her business and karen has even said she's got her second win now you know she's dedicated so much of her life to ray and to the kids the kids are gone you know and it's just her and ray and now she's focused on her business and not so much on ray it, you know i don't know it just seemed like there is an absolute disconnect something that we have not seen when it comes to ray and karen they're always together they're having fun but now it's like their roommates. That's how it looks. So Karen is having this huge party in Potomac. Okay, great. Um, we didn't see Robin and Juan, which was fine. Uh, we didn't see, okay, let me see who else. Okay. So, oh, Chris and Monique. Now, you know, Monique just had a baby as well. Monique's baby, well, her, her youngest is like, at this point, I don't know, maybe about five or six months old, maybe. I don't think, oh, maybe a year old, probably a year old, maybe quite, maybe a year old, I guess. And she's telling Chris, you know, I, even though I have a nanny, I would like for you to appreciate me. That's what she's really saying. You know, Chris was like, well, you know, I, you know, I give you the money to do what you need to do as far as having assistance. So I don't know what more could I do? And she was like, just be there for me, you know, just decide, Hey, look, why don't we get up and go to breakfast? I'll take you out to breakfast. Or she wants him to pay attention more to her and her needs. And he's kind of looking like, well, okay. I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, I thought that's what I was doing in the first place, but apparently not, you know, so he said, I will. But then he also lets her know, it's like, you know, but you know, I don't need all this. If I do these extra things for you, I don't want you telling me when it's time to, you know, have our romantic moment that you're tired. You know, he was, you know, so apparently they're not, you know, doing that, having romance time as frequently as he would like. And, you know, Monique's looking at him like, okay. And I, I you know, I don't think Chris, I mean, it didn't appear as like I said, Chris didn't quite understand what more can he do. He got nannies for her. So why is she so like she's tired or, you know, what's going on here. And I think Chris doesn't get it. And, you know, that she wants the attention from him. Um, 
being spontaneous and taking her for romantic walks and things of that nature. That's what she wants. She wants to be felt appreciated, you know. So, you know, hopefully, and I'm pretty sure Chris will do that for her. I mean, he loves her. He, he just needed to be reminded, like, you are not doing what your part in this marriage. Okay, as far as appreciating all the things that she does. So, okay, at least showcasing it. I'll put it like that. All right, so now we get to, oh, Giselle and her hairstylist. I, I think he's her hairstylist. I know they're good friends as well. And I think his name is Cal. He comes over. She pulls out this wig that looked atrocious. And uh, he even said, uh-uh, what is that? So she was like, this is the wig I'm going to wear to uh, wear to Karen's party. He was like, oh, Lord. So he's going to have to fix the wig up. Then they're talking about, you know, uh, Giselle is like, you know, the girl's just not really featuring me and Jamal together. And I just don't understand. They were okay when I was with Sherman. They loved that. But now, you know, with their father and it, you know, it's not, it's their dad. And yet they're, they're acting like, you know, they don't know this guy or they just, they, they don't see it for him. And Cal was cool. Cal was like, look, the two of you, as far as friendship is concerned, they've seen that, but they also they're of the age where they understand more about who their father is and all the scandal that's attached to him. Now, he didn't say scandal, but the things that he has done in the relationship you guys had, they are aware of a lot of things. May not be everything, may not be too um, a large amount of detail, but they are aware. They know what's going on, or they at least they know what has what has happen i put it like that and they're afraid this is this is they, they don't want this to happen again you know they're not and in my opinion i'm i'm with cal look these girls are 12 and 14 the twins i think are 12 and the and grace i think is 14. they can get on social media they know what's going on they have friends who talk you know so it's not like they have friends and you know, they're around other people. They, they, even if they're with other adults, you know, let's say they have a friend's house, people talk and they listen when you think they're not listening. So they have this understanding of their father that isn't positive. And that's what they're afraid of. So you have to, like Cal said, you're going to, you two are going to have to present to them a relationship that's filled with love and filled with positivity. You're going to show them this is what it's all about if you're going to continue on with this. Now, I know there's questions out there about, you know, is this a real relationship? You know, um, you know, there's a lot of rumors still going on about the pastor and everything. I, like I said, if I, I would hope, like before even this, this season even started, I would hope that maybe at that time they were truly trying to find their relationship and make it work because if it's just for storyline and they really is, if they, if it's just for storyline, then it's going to lack authenticity and everybody's going to be able to see it. And you're not going to get, get a chance to pass that off to anyone. So that is what my concern would be. Um, and has been for this relationship, whether it's a real deal or not. So anyway, so Cal talked to, you know, let her, you know, told her that and, you know, she's, you know, understanding of that. She's like, okay, fine. Let's get to the party. So Karen's party, because that's all it is, Karen's party. 
Robin even let it be known later on the episode that all the the there was no KH, you know, you know, or Karen and, and Ray. It was all K's on different things, her little signature and everything. Nothing about Ray. Ray was just there. Okay? He was just there. That's it. And Ray even said, I'm just here. He looked so disinterested, it wasn't even funny. So everybody's coming in. I think um Giselle might have been the first one there. And then, you know, all the ladies come in. Robin was late. You know, in true Robin fashion, Robin was late. But when Robin did arrive, remember, um, it wasn't last season. Probably was two seasons ago when Robin, remember, they went out to Great Falls and they brought the pizza and everything. Um, Robin brought pizza. And it was cute. And Karen was in good spirits about it. She got her a slice of pizza. It was all right. So I'm glad. That was really cute. I thought it was funny. I, I was okay with that. They got some acrobats or something, aerial thing going on in the background. I'm like, okay, whatever. Now, Wendy, when they all sit down, Wendy kind of brings up one more time about, there's a comment about whether or not Karen and Ray are having sex. And I'm starting to, I'm trying to figure out why, this is the second time Wendy has concerned herself with whether or not <laughs> they're having sex. I, I mean, it's not far-fetched if they would be. It's not like after 50, you don't, you stop having sex. I don't, I don't understand what Wendy is, where Wendy's going with this. Cause it's like, they're, you know, I think Karen is still in her fifties and raised in the seventies. It's very possible that they still have sexual relations. I don't see what, where Wendy's going with it. Like she's so surprised or wonder, do they still even have sex? Like they just stopped having sex. I don't get it. I, I didn't understand that. Um, Giselle and Candace, they talk. And Candace apologizes for the tweet, you know, about the her living in a shack and a $900,000 shack and all of that. And so Giselle was like, oh, okay, then, but what about this comment about me being a monster? And she tells her what, you know, Robin told her. And, you know, Candace, you know, kind of like, I don't know, maybe I did say that. And, um, okay, I apologize for that. You know, I'm just giving her some insight into the personalities. And Giselle goes off. Because Giselle's like, you did that because you were being malicious and you're mean and all of that. I didn't understand where all that was coming from. I didn't get that. I felt like it was forced. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, that didn't make any sense. That, to me, did not make any sense to get that out, bent out of shape. Um, it's not like you and Candace have the closest relationship and it's not you really good friends. I mean, you are cordial. You have been cordial. You know, the only person that Giselle is close to is Robin. That's it. She don't really talk to anybody else. She rarely talks to anybody else in that group. She's known Karen a long time. I think they had, I think they were closer in the past prior to the show, but since the show, they have not been that close. So we know she don't like Monique. You know, she doesn't know Wendy. She's okay with Ashley today. Maybe tomorrow, not not so much. So again, Candace, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I felt like that was such an over-the-top reaction. It didn't make any sense. I don't know what that was all about. So really, that was the entire episode. Um, I kind of, I think I've gone through pretty much everything. Uh, I think next week we're going to, you know, the ladies are going to go to one of the four homes that Monique has. How ironic is that? Uh, I think it's a lake house. 
and they're going to go there and spend some time. It's going to be some drama. We already saw Wendy and Ash, they're going to go at it um, because I think uh, based on the previews that Ashley is going to bring her baby. And that's going to be off-putting for Wendy. Like I said before, I I know that Ashley is, is a brand new mom. And I know that she's dealing with, um, you know, separation anxiety. So, and she just has to be with her baby a lot. That she doesn't feel comfortable when she's not around her child. So, but... It doesn't shield her from being messy, okay? It doesn't shield her from being messy. We're going to see how this works next week. Looking forward to uh, this show, actually. I'm going to say this. Real Housewives of Potomac has been delivering on all cylinders. All cylinders. It's interesting. Um, it's it's keeping you talking. You know, it, it's it's good. It's a good series. I'm here for it. I'll talk to you later.